Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. We have with us today returning guest Ed Latson, who is the CEO of the Austin Regional Manufacturing Association. Welcome back to the show, Ed. Hey, AJ. Good to be back, man. Great. And we have some major news uh, that broke yesterday. We had the signing of or the signing of the Chips and Science Act by President Biden. And I know this is big news for the nation in terms of the semiconductor industry, amongst others, but particularly for Central Texas, I know it's uh, significant. And I wanted to bring on the show to talk about that. Um, Before we get into that, I want to lay out just some overviews, um, numbers from that bill, if I can get that up because it's dropped off my screen. (laughs) But we're looking at overall numbers. It'll come up. There we go. Um, The overall... You know, uh, numbers for the Chips and Science Act will provide will provide $52.7 billion for the American semiconductor industry for research and development, manufacturing and workforce development. Uh, that includes $10 billion to invest in regional innovation and technology hubs, $39 billion for manufacturing incentives, $2 billion for legacy chips used in automobiles and defense systems, um, and three, uh, $13.2 billion in R&D and workforce development. I think I repeated that one before. In any event, it's significant. And we also have a 25% tax credit for ex- capital expenses for manufacturing semiconductors and related equipment. A lot, a lot going on here, Ed. And you know, I think for those who aren't uh, based in Austin Metro and in business, you may not realize how much has been going on, particularly in the semiconductor field or industry, the last several quarters. Um, I wanted you to detail that and talk about maybe a little bit of the history of Central Texas, particularly with semiconductors. Yeah, no, I think it's an incredibly interesting topic, and I can't remember a piece of legislation that's probably going to impact Central Texas more economically than what just got passed. Um, I think before we get into maybe the direct impact, it might be good to set the stage a little bit why this bill was passed. You know, um, the United States created the integrated circuit. We're one, always been one of the forefront leaders in semiconductors, but in 1990, we made about 40% of the chips made in the world. And uh, today we make about 12%. So our market share has gone dramatically down. You have a lot of global competition from Europe, from China, uh, from India, from Japan, you know, all investing significant government funds into their own domestic semiconductor industry. And the United States hadn't made that investment. Um, And then I think really during COVID, you know, and all the supply chain disruptions we saw, uh, it was very apparent that we had a strategic deficit in our own production capabilities, and uh, there's been really true bipartisan support mm-hmm. for um, supporting this industry, which is it's terrific to see. It, it's probably the only area in the country right now where Republicans and Democrats are agreeing that mm-hmm. they need to invest in our economy and our strategic um, security, and this bill does that. But I think what's maybe more important for your listeners and for people in Central Texas is that this is going to have an incredible direct impact here. I mean, um, you know, you're talking about some of our most major employers getting a big infusion of cash to expand. We've already seen some of the announcements, um, you know, happen as they've been filing their incentive agreements. You know, you have companies like Samsung that are obviously making a, you know, investment that's on the scale of no other scene in the United States. 17 Uh, billion. Already in the ground. Billion initially in Taylor, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's on top of the seventeen billion dollar facility they have off Palmer Lane. But um, you know, longer term commitment and maybe you know up to two hundred billion over um, you know thirty or forty years. So, really major 
kind of institutional, I mean, a major investment that's uh, a complete sea change. You know, people don't understand the scale of that, but they're already the biggest property taxpayer in Texas. Um, it's Samsung. hard to get Samsung, yeah, as, uh, as the largest property taxpayer in Texas. Uh, and they're doubling, you know, their footprint here. But besides them, you also have NXP that's made a $2 billion expansion announcement. Applied Materials is looking at putting in an R&D center in Hutto. Uh, and Finion is filing the, um, you know, uh, paperwork to get their incentives for an expansion at their fab off, um, you know, 71. So there's just stuff happening everywhere. But um, I think also it's it's also kind of lost. It's what an integral part of the economy this is in Central Texas. You know, uh, we have a long legacy of being a, a leader in, in chips when it goes back to Motorola or uh, IBM or, you know, um, all the great the tech, all that. Tech. Yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, a legacy here and, and it slowed down maybe in the two thousands, but it's, it's come roaring back in the last decade. I would say we are one of the most premier clusters of semiconductors in the United States. Um, with Samsung's investment, I think, uh, we're going to be at the forefront of chip development for, you know, decades to come. And, um, this bill is really important for us uh, locally, but also nationally. So uh, it's a really an exciting time. And then, you know, you factor into the suppliers, that, you know, for these factories as well. So there was news earlier or later part of May of Lend, I believe I'm saying it right, but one of the a major gas supplier opening up a factory close to the Samsung facility in Taylor, um, just better, better supply it, right? So there's, all, there's still all the downstream ripples as well that are as significant um, as this in terms of just overall capital coming to the region, but employment, actually probably more so employment and the capital. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're just kind of at the at the start of this. I think you're gonna see some major investments coming in the area. Um, I mean, you could see other billion dollar announcements, I think in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are, at, you know, August 10th. Uh, let's see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. But um, I expect more companies to announce that they're coming to Central Texas. Um, what's unique about us is that we have the fabs, you know, we have people making the chips like Samsung, NXP and Infineon, and they also have the equipment manufacturers like Applied Materials and Tokyo Electron. And those two companies are making the tools that go into the fabs. Um, and with all these new announcements, you know, they're building tools as fast as they can. Um, they have a very large extended supply chain in the area. So, you know, you, you start talking about companies like Athena Manufacturing, Cortec, Sanmina, Paradigm, like they're Tesla. all like, what's that? Like Tesla. Tesla is definitely using the chips mm-hmm. uh, that these companies are making, but um, you know the supply chain is expanding as fast as it can. So um, you know this is what's really driving employment and investment in the area. Um, so and great, and you touched on this earlier, but the local incentives, right? So the important you know, one, particularly, is Chapter Three One Three that is. Uh, set to expire at the end of this year, but I know there's there are there have been some articles about that our, our legislature has been looking at revising it, um, made different kind of form, but still the same intent going at, in the next session in January. Uh, but how important are local incentives to this, to, to all of this? Yeah, local incentives are critical. Um, you know, the semiconductor business is so capital intensive that um, it's not a fair competition to um, you know expect them to be, you know, uh, not receiving an incentive deal to uh, make the investment. 
Um, you know, for instance, um, you know, like I mentioned, Samsung's the biggest property taxpayer. They have, uh, you know, $17 billion in tools in their facility. You know, one photolithography tool can be over $150 million, and that's taxes property. Um, you know, so if we want as a community to have these businesses here um, that are so capital intensive, we need to create programs that allow them to be competitive. It's about 30 yeah. percent more to uh, operate a fab and build a fab in the United States than it is in different countries. And um, if we want to level the playing field and make sure that investment happens here, we need to create tax programs that, that make it competitive. And that's what you know, 313 have done. And practically, too, we compete with. You know, we compete uh, as a city and a region with other regions and cities and regions for uh, relocations and you know and uh, investments as well as our state states do too, right? So there's every you know meets the major states. They all have offices that are dedicated to getting. There's only there's like, there's zero sum. There's only so many places that these factories can go or that these headquarters can be or whatever. That you know, and there's competition for that. Absolutely, and and we'd be naive to think that those aren't difference makers. You know, most most people don't realize that Texas is a really high tax burden state for business. You know, we, we tout ourselves as being business friendly and and low tax, but um, we have, I think, the 47th uh, worst property tax burden. So when you have a really capital intensive business, you know, it makes a big difference when you're, um, you know, looking at the competition. 313s went away in the past, um, you know, 20 years ago, and we started losing deals to Louisiana and New Mexico and Oklahoma. And uh, we're going to be back in that position if we do not renew this bill. We'll, be, we'll stay tuned for that going into the spring. Lastly, I want to touch on the upcoming May, or 2022 State of Manufacturing Conference and Expo that ARM is putting on. Can you talk about that some? Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, this is you know, our big annual event. It's the State of Manufacturing 2022. We bring together a lot of political leaders, um, executives from companies, thought leaders, and uh, really you know, look at what's happening in the manufacturing space. And uh, as we've been talking about, there's so much going on. You know, I think Austin, Central Texas has done a terrific job of, of winning these major deals like Tesla and, and the Samsung expansion. And, um, you know, you can also look at like King Shan who's moving to Leander and making, you know, uh, consumer knives and um, Cellink, who's a, a Tesla supplier, but making wiring harnesses in Georgetown. Uh, we're going to be talking about the economic development. We'll be talking about the challenges that that creates. I mean, uh, industry is still looking at expanding its workforce and finding uh, affordable housing for all these employees that are coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking about those issues as well. So love to have people come out and uh, be a part of it. Great. We'll be there. All right, Ed, thank you for your time for now. We'd love to have you back on the show. Ed Latson is the CEO of the Austin Regional Manufacturing Association. Ed, thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, AJ. Appreciate it.